Hi, I'm Avi Melamed. Welcome to my podcast, Inside the Middle East. This is a special edition referring to the recent burst of violence between Israel and Gaza Strip during October 26th and October 27th. That report is being done on Saturday, October 27th, 10 o'clock a.m. Israel time. During the night uh, between October 26th and October 27th and early morning, dozens of uh, rockets were launched from Gaza Strip, targeting uh, next by Israeli communities. Some of the rockets were intercepted by Israeli defense system Iron Dome. Israeli defense forces retaliated, attacking dozens of targets, mostly of Hamas as well of Islamic Jihad in Palestine organization in Gaza Strip. The shooting of the rockets is attributed to the Islamic Jihad in Palestine organization, an Iranian proxy mostly based in the Gaza Strip. However, screening the formal website of the organization, and particularly the website of its military wing called Saraya el-Quds, the Jerusalem's companies, reveals that such formal announcement was not exactly made by the organization. There is an announcement made by the organization, appeared in its formal website, arguing that the shooting of the rockets was done in the frame of the resistance. The term the resistance, in Arabic al-Muqawama, is a very central term in contemporary Middle East terminology. It is the code word for the elimination of the State of Israel through the use of violent means. The concept of the resistance is proactively lobbied by the Mullah regime, praised and executed by proxies of that regime, like Hezbollah in Lebanon, Hamas and Islamic Jihad in Palestine in the Gaza Strip. Islamic Jihad in Palestine widely criticized in Gaza Strip for shooting the rockets. That explains the fact the organization presents the shooting of the rockets as if it was done within the frame of Palestinian national consensus. What are the core arguments of those criticizing the shooting of the rockets in Gaza Strip? One argument is made by Hamas itself. Hamas is very unpleased with the shooting of the rockets done clearly without Hamas' consent and approval. Shooting the rockets and the following Israeli military retaliation could drag Gaza Strip and Hamas to a massive confrontation Hamas at this point has no interest in. Thus, it's clear Hamas was very unpleased with the unilateral attack launched by the Islamic Jihad in Palestine. Islamic Jihad in Palestine is the second largest military group in Gaza Strip after Hamas. Both are Sunni militant Islam groups and both are, of course, very hostile to the State of Israel, committed to the concept of eliminating the State of Israel by the use of violence, a concept that is known in the region by the codename of the resistance. However, while Hamas is also engaged in ruling Gaza Strip, providing services and so on, Islamic Jihad in Palestine is totally focused on the military dimension of its activities. Hence, he exempts itself from the responsibility 
for dealing with everyday life needs of Gaza Strip. This is one major source of tension between Islamic Jihad in Palestine and Hamas. Other reason for the tension between the two has to do with the relationship with Iran. The Mullah regime is a major sponsor of both Hamas and Islamic Jihad in Palestine, providing them with weapons, ammunition, and finance. However, the relationship between Hamas and Iran chilled since 2012, as Hamas distanced itself from the Iranian-Assad-Hezbollah alliance. The reason for Hamas' move was the fact that thousands of Syrian Sunnis as well as Palestinians were killed by Iran, Assad, and Hezbollah in Syria. The Mullah regime retaliated by cutting its support for Hamas' civil projects, yet it maintained its support for Hamas' military wing as the Din al-Qassam brigades. Islamic Jihad in Palestine, however, enjoys a continuing and increasing Iranian support. Iran views Islamic Jihad in Palestine today as its most well-trusted proxy in the Gaza Strip, and that is at the expense, to a certain extent, of the Iranian support for Hamas. A couple of weeks ago, Islamic Jihad in Palestine chose the new leader. The new Secretary General of the organization is Ziyad Nakhale. Nakhale is based in Beirut, spending his time between Beirut, Syria, and Iran. He replaced the previous leader, Ramadan Shaleh, who reportedly is hospitalized in Beirut in a state of a coma. One can assume that Nakhale received orders from Tehran to boost in every possible way violence. Obviously, in that context, Gaza Strip is a major playground. This is not something new. Gaza Strip actually has become, long ago, a playground for the Mullah regime. The repeat violence uh, rounds between Israel and Hamas, as well as, of course, Israel and Islamic Jihad in Gaza Strip, and particularly following the taking over of Hamas in Gaza Strip in 2007, to a large extent were mastermind, orchestrated, and guided according to the Iranian interests. The Iranian interest in mounting instability and violence in Gaza Strip is now further emphasized and increasing because of the severe sanctions that Iran is now experiencing. Those sanctions imposed by the current American administrations are expected to increase in the beginning of November. Thus, accordingly, one could expect that the Iranian would try to boost their effort, mostly using their different proxies, to try to set fire in different parts of the region. In that context, of course, Gaza Strip is one of the major stages. However, it seems that this specific round is coming to an end. It will be likely encompassed with an inner discussion involving Hamas, Islamic Jihad, and Egypt, trying to find a way to exit the current burst of violence. Second argument has to do with the results of the shooting. While the impact of the shooting of the rockets on the Israeli side were negligible, the Israeli retaliation, on the other hand, caused severe damage to dozens and dozens of Hamas and Islamic Jihad in Palestine organization military assets based in the Gaza Strip. 
Other criticism is expressed in Palestinian social media platforms and particularly ones that are associated with Gaza Strip. For example, many people in Gaza Strip wonder loudly, what was the logic in launching this rocket attack, given to the result, and particularly given to the result of the Israeli counter-retaliation? Others are openly criticizing both Hamas and Islamic Jihad, saying, while you are conducting your military operations, we, the civilians, are left behind. We are not given instructions how to conduct our everyday life. We are not equipped with skills or means to maintain our life routine as much as possible. So, for example, many people ask, should I send my kids to school or not? That question results right now in Palestinian social media platforms, a heated debate and discussion. The rising tension with Hamas as well as the growing criticism in Gaza Strip caused Islamic Jihad in Palestine to look for an exit and to end this burst of violence. Very typically to the Middle East reality, it's being done by sending two messages. One is threatening and the other one signaling, actually, that the organization would like to end the current round. In the threatening message, the Islamic Jihad in Palestine says that he is studying the possibility to further extend the range of the shooting of the rockets. In the other message, the organization says that he is committed to stick to the ceasefire should Israel do the same. Hamas' ultimate interest is to maintain and preserve its rule over Gaza Strip. It is a matter of ideological, political and functional survival and endurance for the movement. Hamas hence tried to conduct a very complex policy, sort of a belly dancing in many weddings at once. So, for example, on the one hand, he conducts some military pressure on Israel, yet very cautious not to cross some lines which might result in a massive military collision with Israel, of which Hamas has no interest at this point. On the other hand, Hamas has to be very tuned to the voices coming from Gaza Strip. Hamas is aware of the fatigue of the Gaza people, the criticism. The fact that Gaza Strip has not recovered yet from the recent war in 2014. It was one of the major reasons that Hamas was relatively speaking restrained from a military perspective. Another aspect is the relationship with Egypt, the most significant factor as far as Gaza Strip is concerned. The Egyptians are expecting Hamas to stabilize the situation, not to further deteriorate the situation. Hamas must be tuned to the Egyptians' interest. At the same time, Hamas also has to be tuned to its complex relations with Islamic Jihad in Palestine, bearing in mind that the organization has a significant military capacity that could potentially present a very serious challenge to Hamas if the seeds of tension and potential of tension between the two groups will materialize 
sometime in the future. Hamas does strives to alleviate the challenges of Gaza on the one hand, yet not compromising its core military and extreme ideology components, and also at the same time trying to be responsive to the needs of the people of Gaza as well as the needs of Egypt. Indeed, it is a very challenging task. In that context, it seems, unfortunately, the, the only certainty as of now is that the recent violence in Gaza Strip is apparently not the last one. The question, of course, is not whether there should be another burst of violence, but the question is, when will it be, what will be the circumstances, and will it spin out of control? Hamas took over Gaza Strip in 2007, violently terminating the rule of the Palestinian National Authority in Gaza Strip. Hamas subdued 2 million Palestinians in Gaza Strip to its radical Islamic militant way, and also to the cold cynical calculation of the Mullah regime, based 1,000 miles away from Gaza Strip in Tehran. As an outcome of its way, Hamas dragged Gaza Strip to a catastrophe, initiating military rounds time and again against Israel, resulted in more and more destruction and death in Gaza Strip. Hamas is strongly criticized in the Arab world for his responsibility for the gloomy reality of Gaza Strip. However, one must remember that Hamas is part of Gaza Strip. Hamas was born in Gaza Strip. Its power base is in Gaza Strip. Hamas employs thousands of officials, thousands of military personnel, police officers, and so on. The ramification of that fact is that the people of Gaza Strip cannot exempt Hamas from responsibility, nor can they be exempted from responsibility to their own reality. I am Avi Melamed. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit my website, www.avimelamed.com.